all about hiring employees and how to do it properly to the point where a potential employee would look at your hire, look at, you know, let's say the application process and say, this job was meant for me or hell no, I do not want to apply for this job. Hey there, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. I wanted to let you know that the Salon Business Masterclass is coming up real soon and I want to invite you to join me. Do not miss out on this live class if you are looking to gain clarity of your dream salon and eliminate the overwhelming disorganized thoughts of how to start a business. I will be pulling back the curtain to the pros and cons of business ownership, learn the most important things to do before you open your doors, how to attract more clients, and reasons why 75% of salons fail within the first five years and how to avoid them so that you can scale your business faster and easier. Whether you're thinking about opening up the salon or already signed a lease, join this class to gain better understanding of what it takes to operate a successful salon business. Salon Business Masterclass, you can register here and I will leave the link in the show notes. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Today's guest, you guys, I have found her on Instagram and she is Instagram worthy. She is so awesome. I'm so excited to welcome to the show. She is the owner of Lash Mob and Mac Lash and Brow Bar Studio in Washington. She's been in this, in this industry as a lash artist since 2014 and branched out on her own in 2016. I'm so excited to learn more about her journey. You guys, if you are interested in lashes or business in general, social media, you guys stick with me. Welcome to the show. Mackenzie Graham. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on here. I recently found your podcast after you reached out and it's such fun information and it's just so cool to be connected through Instagram. So thank you so much for having me on. A hundred percent. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. And I think it's so important to just connect with people from all different journeys of this business, because one of the things that I really want our listeners to get from this podcast is just one thing from one person that creates that impact in their life that they can start their own business or take their business to the next level, which was why I was like, Mackenzie, you have to be on this podcast because your Instagram is just so, it's very entertaining. That's, <laughs> it's, I'm not a lash artist, but you know, I would love to know how did you get into being a lash specialist? So long story short, it kind of fell in my lap. I dropped out of college after a month. I decided it wasn't for me. I came home. My mom was getting her lashes done. I started to get my lashes done and my lash artist recommended, she was like, you love makeup. And my mom has always said this too. You love makeup. You know, you love doing this kind of stuff. Why don't you go to beauty school? Why don't you start doing facials? Why don't you get into skincare? And my lash artist came and taught me and my you know students next to me how to do lashes and so it literally it was never something I had planned and it was kind of cool because first of all I was terrible in the very beginning and it was something that I wanted to be so good at because it wasn't something that was well known yet and I was like oh my gosh I could really capitalize on this and so I totally fell into lashes 
fell in love with it. I fell in love with the confidence that it brought me. And I wanted to be able to do that for other women. And it was just really cool because as the industry progressed, I started taking, you know, more advanced training, started really understand how I could make these lashes not only look good, but last long. And it was really cool to get feedback from clients who had been with me since 2014 and how much better their lashes not only look, but how much better they last. And it was really cool because people started to reach out because I was not the first, but one of the first people in my area to do lashes. They started to reach out and ask if I offered any training or offered any coaching. And same thing, it wasn't ever really something I planned on, but very quickly became, you know, more and more passionate about helping others in the industry. And of course, you know, learning through trial and error and being able to help others not do things the wrong way in the beginning and have to unlearn bad habits. So that's kind of how I fell into this industry and have kind of paved my way to where I am now. I think that that's such a great journey is it's just organically has happened for you. You know, I think I'm such a big planner and I think that it's important to have those plans, but sometimes you have to be ready and available for, you know, what God has for you or the universe or whatever you believe in and, and be able to be receptive to great things that may come along your way. I'm very curious. What were you studying in college that you dropped out? I was in hospitality business management. So when I was in high school, I had worked in restaurants and I thought, oh my gosh, this would be so cool. And I knew I wanted to do the business side of it like everyone else. And the hospitality just came natural to me. And I really liked that one professor who taught that one class, but I was just there. And every single day, I just kept feeling like I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. I need to be doing something else. And it was really hard. I'd never really sat with my own thoughts with, you know, I really don't know what I want to do, but I know it's not this. And so it was a hard decision to come home, but I called my mom and I said, I unenrolled myself from school. I'm coming home today. So that was a fun conversation to have with my parents, but it really put me on that trajectory of where I am now. And I do think, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's God's timing. I think God places us, you know, doors closed for a reason. And so I'm super grateful that it led me to where I am now. So was your mom excited because she was like, oh good, I need my lashes done. Or were, <laughs> were they freaking out? Cause you just dropped out of college. My mom was kind of like, okay, sure. Like we'll do whatever you need. My dad was like, um, well you have to do something. So he's like, so it was kind of nice because they weren't mad and I'm the oldest. So I feel like it was kind of like, well, you're, you still have time. You're still young. You're 18. And so I did try to go to community college and I did do online courses and classes and go in person for one class. And then really just decided like, no, the traditional college route is not for me. And so when my mom and her lash artist suggested beauty school, it was more so my mom was like, oh, this is going to be so good for you. You can make this your own thing. So she was super excited and she had already been getting her lashes done. So she didn't let me touch her lashes for a little bit <laughs> until I got a little better. But my little sister was very excited for me to start doing lashes on her. So she's had lashes since she was 15 years old, but yeah, so it was really good. It was a good move home. 
I mean, to have that support, I feel like is everything, you know, when you've got people behind you that can support you, whether it's just that motivation or like financially, because it's tough in the beginning, getting out there and and picking up that momentum, you know, Um, I I think, you know, I applaud your, your family for, you know, supporting you with that, you know, and I think too, when your dad's saying, you got to do something, you know, I feel like there's a big misconception to the beauty industry as far as like the profits that can be made, the success that can be there for you if you choose to go that route um, versus like, oh, this must just be a fun hobby, right? I, I wish that we could really just change the the dialogue of that. Um, I would love to know, okay, so you, you dropped out of college, you started to go to beauty school, is that right? Yes learned lashes. Now, are you a licensed um, esthetician? Yes. So I'm a licensed esthetician. I thought I was going to love facials and I really did. And then I started to realize I have this thing. I don't like when my hands are dirty. (laughs) It's like the weirdest (laughs) thing, like even using facial products, like obviously it's not dirty or cleansing someone's skin, but I didn't like the feel or the touch on my hands and I was like I need to be doing something without product I need to do something that my hands stay dry and clean and I don't know I've just always been that way oh my gosh so it was it sounds like it was fairly quickly that you decided lashes is the way that I'm I'm gonna take my career Absolutely. And the first salon I worked at, they actually had all of us doing waxing as well because they wanted us to be well-rounded, you know, estheticians. And I hated it. And I finally went up to our receptionist and I said, can you please take me off the books for waxing? Like, I really just want to specialize in lashes. Like, this is my thing. This is what I'm excited about. I want to just do this. And so I, when I went out on my own, I only did lashes. Wow. Did you feel, did you feel like for sure of yourself or were you hesitant knowing that you were only going to be doing one thing? At first, I mean, of course there's always going to be that you have to have that courage, but there's always going to be that hesitation of feeling like, am I going to be able to make this work? Am I going to make this work long-term? Am I going, you know, what are my goals? Do I want to, you know, be in a studio by myself forever? Or what are my goals? Do I want to open a studio? Do I want to have employees, you know, having that, like you said, you know, plan. And of course, God has different things for us than what we may expect or plan for. But I was definitely hesitant, but I knew I wanted to be in my own environment. And so I kind of, and again, I was 20 when I went out on my own and having, you know, the support system that I did have, I feel extremely lucky because I knew, okay, in my head, I looked at it as if I go out on my own and it doesn't work, I can always go back to a restaurant job. I can always go back to some sort of job that can support my lifestyle right now. I'm not tied down. I didn't have a husband then. I didn't, I don't have kids, you know, I don't have my own dog or anything. And I could really put all of my time and energy into going out on my own. And I know that's not everyone's circumstances, but just having that mindset of, okay, there is no plan B, I'm going to make this work. I think that's what really helped me and just communicating, you know, my feelings with my family and just having that support really was huge. So yeah, I was terrified in the beginning. And then once I, you know, after that first week or after that second week, after, you know, implementing referral programs, after implementing, 
you know, write me a review and you'll get a discount or whatever I was doing at the time really helped. And just the connections I made with those clients, I so appreciate my day one clients because they have sent me numbers and numbers of people over and over again. And that's really, in my opinion, the best way to bring new clients in is having that referral because then the clients that you like, they're going to send you more people like them and they typically end up being the best clients. Yeah, Having the raving fans, especially when it's like, I like this person, I enjoy doing their lashes, enjoy their company, you know, whether they're buying products, tipping well, sending out referrals, writing reviews, you know, tagging you on social media. It's like your idea of your dream client, just multiply them. I love that. When you went out on your own, did you, did you know that that's what you wanted to do? Or you just felt like that was the next step for you? For me, I felt like I knew that's what I wanted to do because I knew I wanted to have more control over my schedule. I wanted to have more control over who I saw and I wanted to have control over my policies. Um, The salon I worked at, I feel like it was still very much the customer is always right. And I agree, I agree with that to an extent because we can do as much as we can do and we can educate our clients as much as possible, but there are still gonna be some clients who either wanna kind of bend the rules a little bit or try and dance around our policies. And I didn't want to have to worry about that anymore. And so when I went on my own and having that control, really helped me even feel more confident in my craft and be able to really see like, oh, this is a real business. Like I can actually take this to heights I never thought about before. And so again, it was something planned and that I thought about, but beyond that, really everything just kind of started to fall into place when I started training or when I started looking at commercial spaces and when I started hiring. So it was, you know, always a plan to be on my own, but the expansion of that was never on a set timeline because I I still was very young and looking at like, oh, well, I wanna be with my friends. I wanna, you know, go on vacation. I wanna do all these different things. And now it's very much, or even the last couple of years has been, you know, tunnel vision with, okay, what are my goals? Where do I wanna be five years from now? Where do I wanna be a year from now? So, it's been, it's been a really fun journey. I mean, being laser focused is going to be for your best advantage and and to get you to where you want to go or whatever that path may be. And, you know, when you said earlier that you were in a great position where you just had that mindset where you were like, well, I can always go back to that and make money. And I think that you're right. Some people aren't in that position where, they maybe are taking care of elderly or they have kids or whatnot. But I think the key is, is that you're determined that failure is not an option. You're going to make it work. And I think that you, to have that like self-belief that I'm just going to make this happen. I think, you know, that is, that's just like crucial when it comes to going out on your own. And I think that it's normal. Um, it's not insane as an entrepreneur to be like, I'm throwing in the towel. Be like, today sucked. <laughs> Didn't go well. I'm going to quit. But you know, you, you get, you get back on the horse and you, you know, it's everything just works out. Um, so you were in the suite for two years. Is that right? Before you branched out on, on your own. 
Oh no, you were in the suite uh, in 2016. Is that right? So I, so I've been in a couple different salon suites. So I rented a room from a sugaring spa right after. So basically rewind <laughs> after I left the salon, I actually worked out of my parents' kitchen. So there was a second entrance to the house and it worked out perfectly because they could come right there. I could do their service and they could leave. And then I moved into a salon where I rented a room and then I went into a small salon suite salon suite and then before the pandemic we were looking at larger commercial spaces and nothing felt right it just we couldn't find the right setup or the you know quite the right layout and I felt so blessed that we didn't find the right space because then the pandemic hit and then luckily you know this last year after things started to open up, we did find the perfect spot. And so now we're in a larger space and we have six beds here, which is really great. And I have an office, which is nice to be able to sit here and work on my content and still be present if someone needs me on the floor. So that's kind of how I ended up where I am now. And it's, you know, those each of those places that you went to, I imagine that you kept learning, right? And you're just waiting for that opportunity. You know, when I was looking for our salon space, I looked at so many spaces and like each time I was like, all right, where do I sign the line? You know, and then a door shut in my face, right? It was just always the wrong spot until it became the right one. And I think that, you know, I think a lot of our listeners who are looking to go out on their own, they're kind of in, they're experiencing that where they're, finding a space that they think is right when it's like, no, 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 be patient, just wait. You know, when you found the space that you're in now, what did that feel like? Well, so I walked in and I'm really bad envisioning like what a space will look like when I put my touch on it. So I, I kind of walk in and I'm like, okay, I think I could see this painted differently, or I think I could see our things, you know, here for me, it was really location and obviously price, what rent was going to be making sure that was manageable. And it ended up being less than what I thought it was going to be. And just where we are so perfect and I just kept you know I prayed about it and I kept when I first walked in I was like I I feel home here every other space I had walked in it kind of felt like it seems a little cold here it doesn't seem like the right area or it doesn't it something always felt a little off but of course me being excited and want to do it I'm like oh well we could we could change this or we could adjust this and of course you know working with contractors things get expensive very quickly and this space that we're in now was the only space that it had two restrooms I was only looking for one so we got super lucky with two restrooms and it had the sink setups that we needed so we didn't have to have a contractor come in we didn't have to wait for permits from the city and it really just it worked out and but yeah it felt like home it felt totally different than other spaces so I mean if I have any advice for anyone looking for spaces don't get too excited. Don't rush into something, especially if you're signing a long lease. If, even if you're signing a one-year lease, make sure it's something that, you know, one is really manageable money-wise, making sure, okay, I am going to still work the hours that I want to work instead of trying to bend over backwards working seven days a week to make sure you can just pay your rent. And 
you know, making sure it feels right, take 24 hours, take 48 hours to really think on it and maybe look at another space in the meantime to make sure, okay, am I making the right decision? Yeah, and that's so wise too, because you have to know like in your area, how much does it cost for rent? And, and what are the, the key locations in your area where there's either great visibility or walk-in traffic, or maybe you're pulling from other businesses and the other area for, for uh, the similar target market. Now, when you opened your business, it sounds like you were able to hire pretty quickly and start building a team. Is that right? That is correct. So before we got into the larger space, I was still in my small salon suite. And so one of my girls has been with me for over two years now. So she's been with me in the smaller space. I had another employee. So I had two employees and we were kind of shuffling our schedules because we only had two beds in there. And we made that work for a while. And I never envisioned myself with, of course, you know, seven feels really big to me. I never, you know, envisioned myself with a huge team. I wanted really, you know, tightly knit, really passionate girls who were excited about the industry. And they just kept landing in my lap. And I felt so grateful for the girls who did you know, reach out because my girl, Diana, who's been with me for over two years, I thought about hiring. I was to the point where I had overflow of clientele. I was really working all the time to make sure everyone got in. And she reached out and said, hi, you know, I'm wondering if you're hiring anytime soon. I've seen your work and would love to, you know, I'm leaving the salon now and I would love to, you know, talk with you if that's an opportunity and I was like all right it's time <laughs> you know it's my time to do this now and so it was really cool because after that people started reaching out here and there I have two actually three students who had trained with me previously when I you know mentioned that or posted that I was hiring they all reached out and that was really cool because I had already had and developed a relationship with them and felt like I knew them already. And of course they went through the hiring process as well, but it, it was really, really quick when that did happen. And when I did post that and I was like, okay, well, we went from a team of three to a team of eight, including myself. And I feel really blessed that I have found the team that I have. So you've already built like that relationship that um, basically like people who are huge fans of you already, you know, they, they loved your technique and they just were following you. I think that is amazing. Can you go in a little bit deeper of, of that hiring process? Cause I think a lot of people they're looking to maybe start that salon and maybe it's just themselves. I mean, was there also any, like anything, any like mindsets that, you know, you were thinking it's just going to be myself and then all these tables. So with hiring, that definitely was a worry of mine. Like, oh, I'm so used to just working on my own, kind of keeping my head down. I have my relationship with my clients. What is it going to be like having more lash artists come on? And it was really cool because when Diana first started with me, you know, my client and I would be talking about something and I would bring their opinions in. So it was, it was fun because we were all having a conversation now and we do that still in our, our space is a little spread out, but I'm like, what do you think? We have a little, um, you know, divider in between us, but it's, it's, it's fun because it's, 
it's more of a community feel, I feel like, and our clients don't mind the open space and we love that relationship with everyone. And sometimes like I'll be working and one of the girls will come over and talk with my client and I, and it's, it's just been a really fun environment. But as far as the hiring process goes, in the beginning, of course, I had no idea what to do. I was like, I've only, you know, been on a few interviews. I don't really know what to ask people (laughs) other than, of course, like the random ones that stuck out in my mind. But I actually listened to a podcast. It's called Run Like Clockwork. And it talks all about hiring employees and how to do it properly to the point where a potential employee would look at your hire look at you know let's say the application process and say this job was meant for me or hell no I do not want to apply for this job and that helped me get in the right mindset of okay what questions am I going to be asking to get the answers that I'm looking for out of someone and I guess too my mindset I wanted to hire people that I really liked and people that felt positive and felt warm and felt inviting because I want our clientele to feel that when they walk into our space and if they had no experience or little experience or had to learn unlearn bad habits that was okay with me because I wanted the right people and so for my assistant application process I actually made it mandatory for them to submit a video submission And so that I knew immediately was going to weed out a lot of people because, I mean, looking at business owners, we're busy. We don't have tons of free time to interview people, even if it is only a 30-minute Zoom call. If I can narrow that down to, I actually only had three applicants apply for that position. And I'm sure if I had said, you know, send me cover letter cover letter in your resume, I may have had 10, maybe even 20. And that would have been a lot more time for me to sift through and figure out, okay, which, which person is actually right for this job. And I loved the video submission because of course me, I love being on social media and I wanted someone to feel confident and comfortable enough to do that, to be willing to do that on our studio page and maybe, you know, feel confident enough to hop on and connect with our audience. I, I love that. That's so brilliant. I recently put out a, an, a help wanted ad and I had over 300 applicants and I was like, uh-uh, I'm not going to go through any of these. <laughs> it's just so overwhelmed that the only people that I actually um, interviewed were the ones who reached it back out to me and was like, hey, I'm super excited for this position. I feel like it's the best thing for me. But I love the idea of doing that video because it really gives you a peek of what is their personality like, you know, and I think that you can, you can like sense a lot from somebody's like demeanor and personality of whether or not it's going to like jive well with your existing team and like be that right personality that, that needs to be a part of the, the Mac Lash and brow bar. And I I love that idea. I think I'm going to steal that and make it my own too. (laughs) You totally should because it was so cool because all three of the applicants did a really good job, but one definitely stuck out to me. It was just, like you said, it was her demeanor. It was her mannerisms. It was 
you know, her smile and everything, you could feel her energy through the video. And I felt like, okay, that's exactly what we need here. Because, you know, if she's helping me in the office, I want to have that good energy, that good feel. And if she's at the front desk, I want clients to feel that as well when, you know, she's greeting them. And so it, I will always do a video submission on any application, whatever I'm hiring from, for, from now on, because it, it does, it weeds people out and then it helps you get a feel for them right away. Yeah. And you only want people who are serious about their career and serious about being a part of your company. And, you know, you, you've had some great experience too in the past, um, before you even opened of training people. So like having that confidence of like, I can train anybody, but I can't change your personality. So if it's not good, it's not going to work out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I think that is just so amazing. I, I'd love to know too, like in the beginning, what, what were some of the learning curves um, of your business when you first started out? My business when I first started out, man, um, knowing to hire a CPA right off the bat and making sure I have a bookkeeper when I very first started, that was really helpful when I actually had hired them. So I didn't have to worry about that because that was something that brought me a lot of stress. And I feel like anything that brings you stress, if you can hire that out or ask for guidance or hire a coach to give you more information on how to do it better. So you're not stressed about it, do it (laughs) like whatever it is, just do it because it's not worth it. And I mean, when you go out on your own, you're everything you're the bookkeeper. If you don't hire it out, you're the CPA, you're the artist, you're the receptionist, you're the marketer, you're the, you know, social media manager, you're all the things. And if there's any little thing that you can, you know, delegate to hire out to someone else is going to help you in the long run and help you not feel burnt out so quickly. Absolutely. I mean, I'm curious to learn too, um, I mean, because you're you're so great at lashes. How how much are how many hours are you putting? How do you say it behind the table? I would say behind I guess, the table, yeah. like on the table. I don't know. <laughs> I think behind the table would make the most sense. I I feel like I, that's what I say. But um, when I first brought on Diana and my other employee that I had, I was slowly starting to step back just because we only had the two beds in there. And so we had to shuffle around our schedules. And so I would have my clients see Diana here and there, and then I would work my few hours a week. So right now I actually only work half days on Mondays, half days on Fridays and some Saturdays. So I've cut myself back to the point where I have, you know, maybe 10 lash clients that I still see a month, which has really helped me focus on trainings and focus on the online courses and focus on the apparel and other things that I've, you know, been wanting to do for a very long time. And of course, it's so hard letting go of clients because it's like, well, I have this relationship with them and I love them so much. And, you know, I know they're sad because they want me to still do their lashes, but it is it is fun being able to be comfortable and to a place now where I'm okay with handing over those clients to understand like, okay, there are bigger projects that I want to work on. And now I can help them build up their, excuse me, build up their clientele and have them get excited about having full books. And so it's, it's been really 
it's been scary, but also very fun being able to be like, okay, it's okay for me to take a step back. It is okay for me to cut my hours and work on other things. Uh, absolutely. A hundred percent. And I don't even know how any business owners can be working full-time behind the chair, or behind the table, focusing on customers when it's like, you have to focus on your people. Your people are looking at you like, I need more education. I need that support. I need you to help me, but you're, you're too busy focusing on your personal skill and craft. I, I, you know, me personally, I'm 15 hours behind the chair right now. And even still, I'm like, that is just way too much. My team needs me, your attention to the growth of your business. Like you have, um, you have Lash Mom, which is um, Mackenzie's t-shirt line, apparel line. Um, and you're training people, are you, and you're still training, not just your team, but other people as well, um, virtually. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So I offer coaching calls, which has been primarily what I've done through 2020 and 2021, which has been really cool because I've been able to connect with people all over the States and obviously training in person as well. So I've been doing one-on-one trainings and then I host one small group training a month at our space and so yeah it's been it's been really cool to be able to take a step back and focus on training because that's kind of where my passion really lies now um can you tell us a little bit about um the different courses that are available um and and like is who should be taking these classes So the different courses I offer for in-person training is I offer a volume workshop and then a volume masterclass. So the workshop is one day and the masterclass is two days. So basically the first day, so the one day class and the first day of the two day training are identical. We talk about, you know, all the fan making methods. We talk about gaining clientele. We talk about, you know, the business side, how to price your services, how to kind of set goals for yourself and, you know, how you should be going about that and what steps you need to be taking to get to where you want to be. And we talk a lot about social media. I feel like a lot of the questions I get asked now in my trainings are more geared towards I get asked a lot about the social media side of things because a lot of people are looking to grow their following and grow their clientele through their Instagram following and kind of looking to pull clients from everywhere in their area rather than just referrals. And then the second day of my masterclass is a hands-on model, which we go over all the lashing techniques. And we talk about that in the first day, but it's really, it's so different when I'm actually able to hover over those students and kind of change their wrist position or help them with the exact placement they're looking for or help them with the taping techniques. So they're identical on the first day. And then that second day is more for people who need that hands-on training. And then our online courses, um, we are revamping our fan making course. We are launching a retention and all about adhesive course. We're also working on a full social media course. But with that being said, we have many courses in the lineup to come out as well. So bite-sized pieces of those larger courses if you just need a little bit. But my courses are basically for people who are in the industry who have learned classic lashes but want to really dive into volume. Volume has my heart and it's really, you know, what gets me excited about helping other people is working on that volume craft. 
Um, and then the online courses, we actually have a free mini course right now going on that talks about how to construct your Instagram bio to tell people who you are, where you are and what you do. And that's been super fun to see feedback from a lot of artists who have changed their bio and kind of helped clients understand exactly what they do right out the gate. Oh, that's brilliant. And you guys, you have to make sure to follow uh, Mackenzie on Instagram. Mackenzie, what, what is your Instagram handle? My Instagram ha- handle is MacLashMob. So it's M-A-C-K-L-A-S-H-M-O-B. And that's where I'm most active. It's funny because I tell my friends, I'm like, don't text me. If you need me, just send me a DM because I will get it way faster or respond <laughs> to it more quickly. That was like the, the first thing that really caught my eye is the education and the entertainment that you're putting out on Instagram is just, it really helps you stand out as a brand. And I think that if we're not creating this content with the reels and the videos, then we're may not be as relevant and I'm guilty showing up. It's just, it can be very difficult. So if you're, if you're listening to this and thinking, yeah, me too, Jen, I'm, I'm a little bit shy. I'm not for sure what to do. I made a reel last week and it took me an hour, an hour to make it. And I was like, what the hell? Like, you know, can, do you have any like tips around like that marketing mindset and, and, and social media and, and how we can, how we can like use social media. So it's not overwhelming and fun. I think my biggest advice for social media in general, if I'm not going into my huge spiel about everything, if I have one piece, it's be relatable. Those pieces of content have done 10 times better. And it's cracking me up too, because I have a couple um, reels that just keep getting pushed out to more and more people. And I'm not only finding that lash artists are being able to, you know, see that and connect with me, but it's real people who aren't a lash artist and they will tag their lash artist and say, Oh my gosh, do you do this? And be, it's, it's kind of fun because it's like almost like behind the curtain showing people like what really goes on. And a lot of it is me talking about my posture, how I actually look when I'm lashing. And <laughs> so that stuff, and it's, it's fun because lash artists can relate to it and clientele can be like, Oh my goodness, is this really what you look like when you're lashing me? So it's, it's fun for both parties. So thinking about what's relatable to, you know, your fellow lash artist or hairstylist or, you know, your client. And if you're someone who's looking to gain clientele, just making content that pertains to the client's point of view and understanding, okay, what would my potential client actually like to see, or what would make them laugh, or what can I share that shows a little bit of my personality so they can get a feel for who I am. And I feel like that's why I've had so much fun and not been as afraid to post my face. And I've kind of always been a little bit more outgoing in that sense. But my first couple of reels, I was like, oh, I didn't like those. They weren't that great. But then it, it just gets easier and easier as you go. And so don't be afraid to do it. <laughs> Even if it's something where you don't want to show your face and you're sharing, you know, your space or you're showcasing a product, or if you have, you know, lash videos that you want to put up there. There's so many things that you can start with before and look for the trending music. If you see, if you're scrolling through and you see a couple sounds come through, like, okay, this is a popular sound right now. Maybe I need to hop on it and just understanding, make it relatable, 
to who you're marketing to and you're golden. Mm, I love that. And, and don't you think that marketing is a lot about mindset? Yeah, absolutely. And just, I feel like, and knowing your target market. I feel like one of the things I cover in my classes or one, another thing that gets asked a lot is, well, I don't want to market to the wrong kind of person, or I, I feel like I'm getting a lot of clients, but they're not exactly who I want. And I feel like it's so important to have an exact picture in your head of who you want in your chair or on your table. How much do they make? What do they wear? What kind of hobbies? Who do they hang out with? What kind of movies do they watch? What kind of books do they read? What kind of job do they have? I wanted people who could come see me during the day because I didn't want to work evenings or weekends. And so automatically that pretty much took out the nine to five worker. I wanted other people who could come see me at 9am, 10am. And maybe that was a nine to five worker. Maybe they were coming to me on their lunch break, but knowing who you're marketing to, if you're talking to one person, when you're writing your captions or when you're thinking about what kind of content to create, it makes it so much easier one, to be consistent. So you know exactly who you're talking to. And two, for people to, like we talked about the hiring process to either say, wow, I like, I get down with this chick. Like I could totally see myself being her client or on the flip side, people could be like, you know what? She's not my cup of tea. I might not like her. And you're doing your job right. If you have, if you evoke that kind of emotion, those two different emotions from potential clients. Yeah. You want to make sure to disqualify people that way you're not wasting their time and they're not wasting yours. That's think of it that way. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the lash mob? Okay, so lash mob, I kind of have, you know, basically the training and the apparel is lash mob, and then anything Mac lash is our studio and with you know our clientele. So basically, lash mob, we do a subscription t-shirt we started that in April and it has been so much fun to design shirts and we want to start working on collaborations with other brands and things like that so we started out by just doing regular t-shirts here and there and just kind of running different launches and I ended up with so many different ideas that I was like, okay I think we should do a subscription because I keep seeing these names ordering these same shirts you know, every single launch, I see the same name coming through, which was really cool and exciting to see. And so we decided to launch subscription in April and it's been so much fun. My assistant and I, we love the packaging orders day. Cause we're like, Oh my gosh, this is like double what we did last time. And it's just been really rewarding to see people tag me in their stories or tell me that they love the feel of our shirts and um, that the designs resonate with other people. And so that's been really fun. And and then under Lash Mob too, I do my coaching calls, which is also just 100% so rewarding to be able to connect with other people and especially see, you know, hey, I was exactly where you are and I can help you get to where you want to be, whether that be, you know, something similar to what I'm doing now or in completely different direction and being able to share, you know, what I've gone through and what I've done and what I wish I would have done differently. And so that's kind of what Lash Mob is. I, that is so cool. So you guys make sure to check out those shirts and 
jump on the subscription with it so you can be wearing the softest, coolest lash shirts ever. Um, yeah, I would love to know what with coaching and you've talked to so many artists, you've been there, you've done that. What do you find like the biggest struggle is with artists who are, who are um, classifying themselves as a lash specialist? What, what is the, the, the biggest challenge you're hearing from your, your students? I feel like it's not so much talked about exactly like this, but I feel like the biggest problem is confidence. It's either lacking confidence in enforcing their policies, lacking confidence in raising their prices, lacking confidence in, you know, taking that next step and maybe training themselves or maybe, you know, opening up a bigger space and wanting to hire on employees. It's that fear of not necessarily failure, but that fear of like, oh, I'm so comfortable right now. Why would I put myself in a place where I know it's going to be so different. There's going to be a lot of change. So I feel like that confidence is kind of one of the biggest things. And another thing is learning, you know, how to enforce policies and raise prices. And so, I mean, my biggest advice is it's your business and you can run it however you want to run it and just right you know, charge the prices you want to charge, work the hours you want to work and set goals for yourself and make sure you're in line to reach those goals and change things if you need to, if you need to and fire clients if you need to. You don't need everyone on your table. It's okay to say no to people and you do deserve to make the money you want to make and work the hours you want to work. That's, and and that's really what business is all about is, you know, trying to put something out there. And then if you need to change your mind and switch it up, you know, you can do it differently. But I think that, you know, I I say this all the time is you just need to believe in yourself and that you have to give more credit to yourself of, you know, what you're doing, you know, you're, you're skilled, you're here for a reason and people are coming your way because you have something special to offer them. So just, you know, stand firm with, your beliefs and do the right thing. And I think you'll always win. Absolutely. Awesome. Is there any um, final thoughts that you would love to leave our listeners? Oh man, I could go on forever, (laughs) but I think, you know, kind of just touching back on what we talked about is don't be afraid to go after what you want. And I feel like a lot of that fear comes from the industry being oversaturated and it's, it really comes down to, yes, there's probably 20 lash artists within a 10 block radius of where I am, but they're not me. You have to understand you are what sets you apart. And we could be offering the same quality of work, but someone could like, you know, Sally down the street because she's super funny and they really get along and she doesn't like to sleep on my table because I like to focus on, you know, working or in talking the first 10 minutes and just realizing that you really are your superpower as cheesy as that sounds, but you have to double down on who you are and let your potential clientele and let your audience, you know, get a peek at who you are to see if you are the cup of tea or not. Ah, so good. So good. All right. So where can our listeners find more about you, learn from you, uh, grab on uh, those t-shirts and get some coaching from you? 
Definitely Instagram. That's where all of, <laughs> that's where I live. So it would be at Maclash Mob. And the link in my bio has links to everything from training and coaching to the subscription t-shirt um, to the free mini online course about the bio as well. Awesome. So make sure to stay tuned and uh, keep posted on the new courses that will be out. Make sure to, to uh, subscribe to those t-shirts. Mac, thank you so much for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. It was such an honor that you've been a part of the show. And I hope that not only you have inspired hairstylists here, but maybe uh, inspired others to become a lash artist like yourself. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so grateful to have shared a little bit of what I'm about. And yeah, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day and I can't wait for people to hear this podcast. Thank you. Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the game changer.